Shalom Racha, this is Chazar Shir number 11, where B'Siyat HaTashmai, we will be finishing Simen Kuf Tzadik and discuss whether women, Ketanim, uh, drunk people, could be mitztarif and complete as even. So we'll start with the Mishnah Brachos that says that women and men mix together, or men and Avadim, or, or men and Ketanim, they cannot mix together to complete a, a zimen. So if you have two men and a woman, or two women and, and one man, they cannot create uh, one zimen. But the Gemara in Brachos says that Nashim is Amnastatsim, that women could create a zimun amongst themselves. So we quoted the Beis Yosef who quoted a, a three-way Machlokas um, Rishonim. What does it mean that when the Gemara says that women could be mezaman for themselves, what is that obligation? Is that a permission they're allowed to or that they're actually mechiv? So Tosu says that it says, it says, Nashim is Zamnus Atzman, which means if they want to, they can make a zimun. A zimun, the rush, he's medaik from a different Gemara, from Gemara in Erechin, that says that everyone is required, a kol chayavim b'zimon. And the Gemara says, including who? Even including women. Says the Rosh, women, you have three women that are eating together. The Allah is, they're obligated uh, to perform uh, a zimon. You have a Ri who takes a hybrid approach and he says it depends. One woman are eating together with men. And there are three men there. Just like there's a chiv in every single one of those men and each man is not allowed to leave without partaking in the zimon. If there's a woman at that meal as well, she's also obligated in the zimon and she's not allowed to get up and leave. But if you have three women that are sitting by themselves, the halach is that, uh, that they're allowed to be mizamin, uh, they're allowed to be mizamin, and they don't have to be mizamin. So those are the three sheets. The sheet number one, Tosos, women eating by themselves are allowed to. Rush says women eating by themselves are obligated to do a zimun. And Ri, he says when women are eating with three men, they're obligated to partake in the zimun. When they're eating by themselves, three women by themselves, so then they're not obligated to partake in the zimun. How do we paskin? Shukhlarach and Zivzayin, paskins like the Ri, which means three women sitting by themselves are if they want to, they can make a zimun. Uh, but when they're eating together with men, they're obligated to perform and partake in the zimun itself. The gra, quoted by the Be'er Lacha, argues. And he says, no, we paskin like the rush. The rush says you have three women eating together. They're obligated, mechuyiv, to actually, uh, to actually make a zimun. But the Be'er Lacha concludes that we don't, we're not knowing like this, uh, like this gra, rather like the Shulchan Aruch, that the Shulchan Aruch holds, halach lemaisa, three women eating together, if they want to partake in the zimun, Sorry, excuse me. If they want to create a zimun, to make a zimun, they're allowed to. If they're eating with men, they're obligated to partake in, in the men's zimun. But if they're eating alone, if you have three women that are sitting by themselves, the halach is, if they want to make the zimun, they could, but they're not obligated. And we try to understand why is it that Chazal did not impose a chiv zimun on them. When you have three men eating together, they are mechoyiv in zimun. But when you have three women eating by themselves, they're not mechoyiv, it's just their shos. So we saw the Mishabura who says that maybe women aren't proficient in the halachos of, uh, of zimun, and therefore Chazal didn't want to impose it on them. But we also saw the opinion of the Minchasani, who says that since with regards to women, it's a suffix where they're mechoyiv midoraisa midorabanan, like the Shulchan Aruch earlier said, so if we're going to tell them that they're obligated in Zimon, what's going to end up happening? They might also be mighty the men, like was customary when it comes to Zimon, that they might become to, to be mighty uh, a man. Now the problem is that a woman is not allowed to be moti man. Why? Because since her chiv is only to suffix whether it's her chiv is midoraisa midorabanan, like we learned before, because it says al briskha so it could be women aren't obligated mid the rice, and therefore they're not allowed to be motzi uh, men. So if we would impose on them a chiv to be mizamin, we would also think that they could be, or we would come to mistakenly think that they would be motzi a man, and he, there's a big tzad there that he won't be otzi, his, uh, his chiv de rice. So therefore, as like a reminder to show that women cannot be motzi men, they said that three women sitting by themselves, if they want to make a zimun, they could, but they're not uh, obligated to make their own zimun. So that was the Shulchan Aruch and Siv Zayn. Shulchan Aruch and Siv Vav, the, the Sif before, he quotes that you can't have uh, men, women, and children mixing together 
to create uh, to create a, a zimun, uh, but if they want to, uh, they uh, they could create their each one separately and, and divide. Now, why can't you have men and women mixing together in order to make uh, a zimun? So the Mishabura says because it's not a chabura now. When when it's with avadim, it's mamish mishum pritzis, right? He says, but even with with just men and women, if you have two men and one woman, even if it's a father, his son, and his wife, right, where there is no preachers there, still that chabura is not considered a chabura now, and therefore they can't uh, they can't create uh, and form a zimun. The Shulchan Aruch, uh, concludes, he says, when you have women that are being mezamin by themselves, so if there are 10 women, the Allah is, they don't say Elokeinu. Why? Because you need to have, uh, you need to have 10, uh, 10 free men in order to be able to say, uh, to say Elokeinu. But rather, if you have 10 women eating together and they want to make a zimun, the Allah is, they, uh, they, they make a regular zimun, they just don't mention Hashem's, uh, Hashem's name. So now we got a little bit into the details of this halachas and we said, and, and we discussed the first halacha. And the first halacha that we, that we mentioned was that when women are partaking in a meal, that there are three men that are already there, those women are obligated in zimun, meaning they're not allowed to get up and leave. And that's a very important halacha to know, and very important halacha to remember, because a lot of time in Friday night meals, what happens is, is uh, the wife wants to retire early, or she wants to leave, or even Shabbos meal, or whatever it is, your, or your bat mitzvah daughter wants to you know, leave in the middle, so the halacha is that she's not allowed to leave if there's three men that are there, because she has to partake in the zimun. If at the beginning of the meal, right, they had in mind, you knew your bat mitzvah daughter's leaving, so then uh, maybe she never partook as part of the zimun. But if she's starting the meal, and she says, oh, I want to leave, could I bench early? The halacha is, she's really not allowed to bench early, unless everyone else there uh, makes a zimun for her also, and, uh, and lets her get out. And that's what Moshe says uh, explicitly, he said, he says, with, with women, he says, sometimes during the week, they're not really settled in as part of the meal. And therefore, they would be allowed to bench by themselves. He says, but on Shabbos, or when you have a weekday meal where everyone is sitting down and settled in, uh, you would have to, you're not allowed to begin benching until you call your wife, until your wife is there, or at least un, until she answers, or waits until the bracha of, uh, of, uh, of Azan. So the big question that, that, that we asked was, was, what do Hasidim do, right? You have Hasidim who go to the Rebbe's Tish on Friday night, and where do they bench? They bench at the Rebbe's Tish, right? And they bring the little bread so you don't have a problem with Shidimakim, and they can bench in another place. But what happens if you have a Hasid, he has six daughters and six sons, and now he leaves with all his six sons, and he goes to the, to the rabbi's tish, so now these women are left with their chiv of zimun. How could he leave them without being mezamin? They're obligated to zimun. So we saw three answers to, to this uh, uh, conundrum. So first was the Shevet Alivi, who quoted the Bach that we mentioned earlier. The Bach said that the chiv of zimun only goes into effect at the end of the meal. Now we don't pass in like that Bach, like we saw in the Shulchan Aruch, that really goes into effect right away. He says, but the Mishabura quotes that Bach with regards to loss of money. If a person already partook in a, in a meal and he needs to leave early because uh, he's going to lose money, so we'll rely on the Bach that if the meal is still going on, the halach is that, uh, that the chiv of Zimon is not chal uh, until the end of the meal. So says the Shevet Levi, he says, these chasidim who go to the rabbi, that's considered like a loss of money for them. And therefore, if they're leaving early before the end of the meal, they can go and the women aren't obligated uh, in Zimon at all. That's possibility number one. Possibility number two is what we said in the name of Ramesha earlier, that if you're coming at the beginning of the meal and you know that the, that the men are going to be going to the rabbi's tish, so then the woman... Initially, they had in mind not to be mitzdarf. Option number three is the is the mishabura and sifkatan yirches, who says that when you have men and women sitting together, if the women decide to go to a different room, they could be mezamin by themselves. Meaning, so you have three men and you also have three women. So the halach is that the woman could go to a different room and and uh, and be mezamin. So so to over here, when you have this chassid with the six sons, so he's leaving, and once he leaves, what's the halacha? The woman uh, should be mezamin. Now it's important to point out that it's not. 
like we said before, right? We said before that when you have three women sitting together, if they want to, they could do a ziman, right? In this situation, where the men left, they have to do a ziman. Why do they have to do a ziman? Uh, the reason why they have to do a ziman is because they already have a chiv of ziman on each and every single one of them. So now that the men left, it's very nice that they left, but they themselves have a chiv of ziman. So this is mamasha, a situation where you can have lahalacha, uh, a situation where you have three women sitting together and they're mechoyiv in ziman. It's not just a rishos. What are they mechoyiv in ziman? When they started a meal with three men and then the three meal and three men. Uh, got up and they um, and they and they left. Uh, the next thing we discussed is lemaisa lemaisa. What should we do? Is this something that we should encourage or not? Meaning the shulchan aruch paskin said if you have three women sitting together uh, and they're, they if they want to they could be mizamish. So is this something that we should push or not? So the aruch shulchan says that he's never heard of a woman doing a ziman. There's no chiv, and he's never heard of it. And Rav Yashiv explains. He says maybe the reason why they don't do it is because since with ten they can't say lokenu, so they also don't do uh, they also don't do three. But lemaisa. Um, Riff Scheinberg and Riff Fischer and the Stipler, uh, they said that, uh, yeah, if they want to, they could. And, and there's a story where, where the daughter of the Stipler asked, the, asked her father, yeah, she had uh, friends over, and said, we want to, can we do a Zeman? And he said, yeah. So they ended up doing a Zeman in the house of the Stipler. So there was a, a Zeman of women in Bnei Brak, uh, in the house of the Stipler. And the, and the Kafa Chaim goes one step more, and he says, he says, furthermore, he says, a God-fearing Jew, he says, someone who mamish has, you know, Yerush should really teach his daughters uh, to be Mizamin. Why should... Why should you teach your daughters to be mizamin? Because since you have the sheet of the Gra, who's quoting the Rosh, right? So it's best to be machmer, like like all opinions, right? Everyone says that he could, and there's some opinions that say that they're obligated. So why not be yotze those opinions? Why not be? Why not you know be a God fearing Jew and be yotze the opinions that they're even mechuyev? And therefore, and, and therefore, it says the Kafachaim that someone, uh, a father, a husband, whatever it is, he should be mechanech his daughters to actually um, to actually do the ziman in order to be yotze the shita of the. Of the of the rush. So now the question becomes: Ad can we discussed what happens when you have three women sitting together alone? What is Allah if you have three women and a man? For example, you have a mother, two daughters, and a husband, or you have three women and and two men, right? Whatever. Even if they're not uh, they're not all related, could you have a zeman in such situation or not? So Rosh Hashanah is quoted as saying, "Why not?" Right? Just like when you have three men and two women are there. That's not considered preachers and the two women answer to the man. So too, when you have three women and you have two men that are present, the two men can answer the, can answer the woman. Uh, and that's how Shlomo Zalman Paskin's Halach Lameisir. Sturmbach, the rabbit of the Eid Charitis, he says, Chas v'shalom. And he says, whenever you have a, a tziruf of men and women together, uh, where the man is there and there isn't a full-fledged chiv on, on the woman, so then that's going to be... Uh, that's gonna be um, uh, considered preachers. And, and Rav goes one step further and he says, even according to the Gra, who paskins like the Rush, who says that when you have three women that are sitting there, they're obligated to be mezamim, they have a chiv of zimon, he says that's only when they're sitting alone. It says, nashim mezamnos la'atman, to themselves when they're alone. He says, but once you throw in a man into that mixture, since that man makes it like a chibur of pritzus. Therefore, the chiv of the woman isn't even chal. Meaning, when you throw the man into the mixture, it ruins the whole thing, right? It destroys the whole, the whole, uh, the whole chibur. And therefore, even if the man would step out, right? Let's say you have three women eating with a man, right? And the man would step out. Uh, so that still wouldn't help you according to, according to Sturmbach because the man already ruined it. The only time it would help is if he walks out and they continue eating a little bit, then they can, then they can taka be uh, mizamin. But if you have three women uh, three women and, and one man that's there, says the Rosh not only could, not only, um, uh, says the Rosh that, that it destroys the whole Zeman, that, that man there uh, is going to destroy the whole, uh, the whole uh, Zeman. So that was basically the Sugwa we saw with regards to women. We saw the Shulchan Paskins, if they want to, if they're eating by themselves, there's a Rishos, they could. Uh, if they're eating together with three men, they're obligated to be Mizamin. Uh, 
and um, and they shouldn't leave. Uh, they shouldn't leave early. We explained how that works with the Hasidim, and then we said that if there, if there, that lechora, it seems the majority of the achronim seem to say that we should encourage women to be mezamin, uh, and and um, however, when there's a man that's there, when you have three women and a man, so Shlomo Zalman said, why not have them be mezamin as well, and the man can answer, and Rosh Hashanah said, uh, no way, that's not going to work. So that was the sugya of women. Now with regards to a katan, so the Gemara in Brachu says that a katan who that knows to whom he's davening, he's allowed to partake in the zimun. And we saw Machlokes Rishonim, uh, whether that's referring to a real katan, someone who's under 13, or whether it's referring to someone who is 13, we're just not sure if he has beish aris, if he has two uh, pubic hairs. The way the Shulchan Aruch Paskins is that when you have a katan, even if he's under 13, if he knows who he's davening to, the Allah is he can be number 3 or even number 10 in the in the Zeman, the Ramah argues. And he says, no, he passes like the, like the Rosh, who says that when the Gemara says over there that a Katan who knows who you're diving for is allowed to partake in the Zeman, that's not referring to a real Katan. Rather, that's referring to a Katan who's 13 years old and you don't know if he has base Aris or not. So again, according to the Shulchan Aruch, a Katan who's under Bar Mitzvah, even 9, 10 years old, if he knows who he's davening to, the Allah is, he can be number 10 or number 3. You can't have two Katan. You need only, you only have one Joker. One uh, one free card, uh, so that's uh, so that that's what uh, that, that's what you can use. That's the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah he argues and he says no. He says that a katan can never be mitzarif for a zimun. Now what's fascinating is that this is mamusvar sefuchos of what they held with regards to aminin. When it comes to aminin on Shabbos, we learned a few zmanim ago that if you have nine men and the twelfth and the tenth man is a twelve year old boy or a, or a katan, right? So the Shulchan Aruch says. No way you can be mitzvah to, to zimun uh, to, to minin. He can never be part of the minin. And the Ramah says no. B'shastat chak. The halach is you're allowed to be uh, mitzvah this this katan to uh, to minin. He said some people have the minik to have the katan hold the sefer Torah, but the ma'isa you don't even need to do that. B'shastat uh, Even if you have a, a katan, he's allowed to be the tenth man to, to the minin. So the question is why are there svar sefuchas? Why with according to the shulchan aruch when it comes to minin he says a katan cannot be number ten, but when it comes to zimun he says he could be number three and he could be number. 10. But the Ramas is the exact opposite. When it comes to a minion, when you have a katan, he could be number 10. But when it comes to a zimun, he cannot be number 10 and he can't even be number 3. So we're first going to reconcile the stira according to the Shulchan Aruch and then according to the Ramah. The Shivat Alivi explains uh, very simply, he says when it comes to the, within the Shulchan Aruch, right? He says, according to the Shulchan Aruch, when it comes to a minion, since a minion inherently is a Davrashib in order to have a Davrashib you need to have 12, you need to have 10 adult men to be part of the uh, of a minion for a davish of If one of them is a child, that's not considered. Uh, that's not considered a minion, and you can't say the dvarim of And therefore, a katan can never be mitzurf to a minion. But when it comes to zimun, zimun inherently is something that's not a davish of You can do it with three people. So whether you have ten people, whether you have three people, the katan could be mitzarif to the to the zimun. Uh, that's how we reconciled the, the shulchan aruch. The differences between minion, which is davish of and uh, Zimun, which is not inherently something that's a Dover Shibiktusha. The Ramah says the opposite. The Ramah says when it comes to a minion, since we want Jews to be saying Dvarim Shibiktusha and saying Kaddish and Kedusha and Baruch are so, so Chashiv, and you can only say those things if you have a minion, so comes the Ramah, he says, we'll be maker like the opinions who allow you. Uh, to be mitzvah for katan in order to enable Am Yisrael to say Dvarim Shibiktusha. He says, but when it comes to Zimun, so what? So you won't have a Zimun, who cares? Right? Meaning, not who cares, but. You don't have the criteria. It's not such an important thing. And therefore, you won't have, uh, we're not going to be mitzvah, a katan to uh, tezimun. And that's the svara between Dvarim Shabbat where the Ramah says, let's rely on the opinions in order to allow a katan to formulate a minion to, to be able, so Am Yisrael can say Dvarim Shabbat And in contrast, when it comes to Zimun, where we don't care if you have, um, 
Dvarim, uh, if, if we're saying uh, we don't care if you have a Zimon uh, or not, and therefore we're not going to rely on the opinions to allow a Katan to be part of the Zimon. The last thing we discussed over here with regards to Ketanim was what's Allah if you have a cocktail, Baruch Tam Am Yisrael Chai, and we have Kibbutz Goliath, and you live in Eretz Yisrael or wherever it is, you have a lot of Ashkenazim and Sephardim that are uh, mingling together. And if that's the case, uh, what happens if you have one Sephardi, one Ashkenazi, and one Katan? Do you do a Zimon or not? So says the says the Bezos Bracha, in that situation, you would have, uh, you do do a Zimon. And who should who should lead the Zimon? The Sephardi. The Sephardi man should lead the Zimon because for him, there's actually uh, a Zimon. What if you have, let's say, eight Sephardim, uh, one Ashkenazi and one Katan? What should you do in such a situation? So here also says the Bezos Bracha, make a Zimon, make a Zimon. And all the Sephardim should answer Nevarach Elokeinu and the Ashkenazi should not mention Hashem's name. You should just say Nevarach Shechal Mishalah. Because anyways, you have a Zimun of three, but you don't have, but according to Ashkenazim, you don't have uh, ten. The next thing we discussed is whether you can, cre- uh, whether you can allow a drunk to be part of a minion, uh, to be part of a Zimun or not, and whether he's Yotze, he's benching. So what came out from the Shulchan Aruch and Semit Kuf Pehei, and the way the Mishabur explained it, is that there's three levels of drunkness. There's a level of drunkness where a person is drunk, but he's still able to talk in front of the king. He's able to, to kind of fake it. In such a situation, he's allowed to be, he's allowed to bench, and he's allowed to partake in the Zimun, even though someone like that is not allowed to daven, because when you're davening, you're standing, you know, mamish in front of a Kaddish Baruch. And even though benching has the halachos, or at least some of the halachos of Shemad but the whole point of a meal is to, is to be able to, to drink as well. And then for someone who's a little bit inebriated, but he can still talk in front of the king, he's allowed to partake in the zimun, he's allowed to bench. Someone who's in the middle, meaning he's so drunk that he can't even fake it, he can't talk in front of the king. So here the Shulchan Aruch is unsure whether he should be whether you should bench or not. And the Mishapur Paskans Allah Lamai said that he should bench and he could even be part of Zimun. Someone who is so shikr that he's like shikr kilot, uh, that he's uh, as drunk as Lot. So there, the Shulchanar, there, the Mishapur says that he has the din of a shaita, where his benching isn't considered a good benching and his Zimun is not considered a good uh, Zimun. And therefore, if he was so drunk that he benched and then he fell asleep and then he woke up and he's still full, the Lachiz, he would have to bench uh, again. With regards to standing during Zimun, some people have the custom when they say, Nevarach Shachal Mishlo, Nevarach Lokenu Shachal Mishlo, they stand up. Says Sam Sofer, no, he says when it comes to benching, he says, um, only something that's inherently a Davrish Dusha do you need to be able to, do you need to stand up for? He says, but benching, where the whole meal is meant to be done sitting, and therefore, the hodaya on the meal also is also meant to be done in a sitting um, situation. And therefore, you don't need to stand up by Nevar Chalakin. But Roshamberg is Medayak from Rashi. Rashi says that what's the reason women can't say uh, allocating when there's 10 of them? Because saying allocating is considered a Davish Bekdusha. So if it's considered a Davish Bekdusha, so therefore, when we're saying it with 10 men, the Allah says you should really stand up and not just do a little, you know, hop, but really you should stand up uh, completely. It seems what Am Yisrael does is that by three, you don't really need to stand up at all. Uh, but when there's ten, so then people stand up by a little bit by Nevar Chalokinu, meaning they begin to say, stand up as they're saying Elokinu. They're not able to, they already finished the word Elokinu before they're fully standing up. And, uh, and then they sit back down by uh, Shachal Mishlo. Yeshkwal Kadal.